Pastor Ron here. I got to know him back in 1988. And just about the time I graduated from the seminary, yes, I went to seminary, that's where I met my wife. Sorry, my wife is not with me today. But Ron, uh, I want to show you some picture way back. I got to know Ron and Katie when uh, they were serving the Overseas Crusade. That's one uh, group of missionary groups. And there am I in the middle. <laughs> and so I had worked with them and Katie as well for two years or so. And later on, I uh, just went off to a pioneer church in Chiba. That's where I worked uh, with the, uh, Dan Iverson and uh, uh, his group. Then they decided to um, tent make. So uh, I had um, served two companies, like Kumon. Have you heard of Kumon, Classroom, Kumon, and also Interac for 20-some uh, years. And uh, while I was serving the two companies, I, uh, I did all uh, pioneering and also co-pastoring and pastoring church. Now I'm leading a small flock of people, brothers and sisters, in Wako City, Saitama. Do you know where that is? It's in Saitama. It's really close to Tokyo, though. It's adjacent to uh, Itabashi and Nerimaku, like a 300 meters away to Itabashi from my place. And anyway, if we're close, there's Jinjuku and uh, Metropolitan myself. But anyway, that's what I'm doing. And also, I teach English at a university. And uh, so I'm still doing intent making. But at the same time, Lord put this desire in me to encourage brothers and sisters, not only uh, this flock, this little small flock I'm tending right now, but uh, throughout the world. So the uh, Lord just helped me establish the, uh, those good relationships with the, uh, in Japan and out, outside Japan, and uh, people from in Malaysia, Singapore, the Southeast Asia, and uh, uh, England. And uh, We had some guests from uh, Norway the other day. Just they had them, just a couple, a young couple, just stay with us. Actually, um, a woman is from uh, Ukraine, and her husband is from Lithuania. Wow. They met. Uh, they got to know each other through the Internet. They married, and they're living in Norway. It's amazing. They were strong believers, though. And uh, I'm just uh, glad to be here, though, to be with you all, and uh, I'm a first-timer, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm really uh, feel welcome and I really like the way that David is good with jokes and everything I like jokes yeah at least stop from the atmosphere anyway so um, now one thing I realized that what we have in common is the, uh, some English communication skill right more or less including my imperfect English <laughs> and also uh, faith in <laughs> faith in Christ I can see if if those that are in Christ, one way or the other, we must have believed, come to know the Lord, believing Jesus is the Lord, one way or the other, sometime in our lives. That's what we have in common, like a faith in Christ. And um, I was just looking at the uh, website the other day of this Nusashina uh, Chapel. Be a community of believers where uh, returnees and English-speaking Japanese Christians feel at home and uh, equip both uh, expatriate, right? So good to have those uh, English-speaking people from different nationalities. And uh, my job is to uh, encourage you, those that are in Christ, encourage you all. Uh, since the uh, Ron is away, he's about to be returning pretty soon. But while he's away, 
Um, my job is just to share the word of God that uh, can encourage you, then it can even save your souls. So let's do that then. Today's text is this, Philippians 2.12. Let's learn from here together. Let's, let's read that. So then, my beloved, even as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Whoa. I'd like to focus on the last sentence. Work out your own salvation with the fear and trembling. Some of you may be just uneasy about this. What, what, what? Work out your own salvation? Am I not saved? And with all fear and trembling? Uh, am I not done with all that after I'm saved? Ooh. That's why I have uh, Katie here. She's saying no. <laughs> no no fear and trembling, the kind of fear and trembling you might feel right now. Let's go on. Uh, before we go further on, I'd kind of like to go over the uh, the whole book, actually. But we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. You know, we've got four chapters to cover. You know, then uh, you don't have time that either for that either. So let's just uh, brief it. Let's just like a bullet train. Just go through it quickly. So chapter 1, we have a greeting and a thanksgiving and prayer. And uh, Paul makes a report to a pupil in Philippi, like uh, chapter 1, 12, and 15. And uh, now he's imprisoned. He's in Rome. Probably he's in Rome. He was. He was imprisoned. He was in Rome. And uh, he has some freedom, though, to meet up friends and invite people that he wanted to invite. And, but he was in prison. He was, and he was in bondage, actually. But because of you know, what happened to him, people, many uh, brothers in Christ, they uh, began to boldly speak the word of God. They boldly began to evangelize because of the bonds that became apparent in Christ. So that's what he shares with his uh, first cha- chapter 1. Now, chapter 2, he gives us a uh, command. Before we go on to that, let's think about salvation, though. You know, I think the, uh, in your uh, bulletin, you have the four points here. The first one is the uh, salvation not earned. Let's go over that. Do we earn salvation? Do we earn salvation? No, we don't earn salvation. Well, Paul explains that we are saved through faith, what? By grace. Only by grace. Only by grace. And um, so we don't earn that. We don't do anything to be saved. It's the, uh, the free gift of God. It's from God. It's not over ourselves. So the, uh, the salvation is of God. We know that. Let's see, salvage that first. Then, what does he mean by like work out your own salvation with the fear and trembling? Okay, before we get to that, I'm going to read a little bit just before uh, what he says before that. You know, chapter 2, verse 1 through 11, he writes this. Okay, make full my joy or fill me with joy. By doing what? If we do what? Okay, that it be of the same mind. Okay, let's think the same. Having the same love. Yeah, I can feel the love here. Yeah. I think all oh, you feel loved as the, uh, as the David 
uh, well, jokes, of course, <laughs> uh, kind of helps you feel welcomed here. So having the same love and being of one accord, of one mind, and doing nothing through faction or through vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, each counting other better than himself. If we could do that, actually, if the people in the world, the whole world can do that, what's left? But loving one another. You don't have to bite each other. We don't have to just uh, swallow each other. We can just be loving each other, if we can do this. You know, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, doing nothing through faction. Nothing. Nothing through faction or through vain glory. But what? In lowliness of mind, each counting uh, other better than himself. If we can do that in this room, if we can just count other people higher than yourself, esteem other people than yourself. Not looking each of you to his own things, but each of you also to the things of others. Wow. If we can do that. That's how we want, Paul wants us to feel, wants the people in Philippi to feel his joy by doing this. It's simple. But to sum it up, just the humility, humility, that's what he wants to see. That's how he wants to be filled with joy. Wow. Let's go on. And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This quality, humility, something we found in our Lord Jesus. Okay, let's just go over this in detail. Verse 6 says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Interesting. So Jesus was and he is in the form of God, and thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Kind of strange expression here. But he was, and he is, and he will be equal with God. But he didn't think that, he didn't rob it. He didn't snatch it away. He had it. He had had it, and he has it, and he will have it all the time. But, we know, we established that, that yes, Jesus is equal with God. We know that. But, it says but, seven, he emptied himself. Can I do that? Can we do that? Can you empty yourself for some other people, some other reason? Any, any reason, any cause. Can you empty yourself? We can because we love ourselves so much. We want to cherish ourselves so much. We want to hang on to the things we've got, even ourselves so much. Every day, every minute, every second. Wow. But, the Jesus, being equal to God, emptied himself. What a thing he did. Taking the form of servant, actually bond servant, being made in the likeness of man. Wait a minute, he's equal with God? What a, what a difference. But being made in the likeness of man, and being found in the fashion as a man, like appearance as a man. He humbled himself. He, he humiliated himself. He abased himself, becoming obedient even unto death. Yeah, the death of the cross. It's amazing. So how uh, he emptied himself and he uh, humbled himself. We can learn. We gotta learn. Before anything at all, he did this for us. So let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So if we know this, 
and also the uh, the following sentence, as we learn, we can learn something about fear. Why we have to? Why we want to fear and tremble? Why we want to fear and tremble? Okay, the verse nine. Wherefore also God highly exalted him, because he emptied himself, he he abased himself, he he became obedient even to the death. Yes, death of the cross. Wow, he went all the way. That's why God the Father highly exalted him and gave unto him what the name which is above every name. It's amazing. You know that there is no other name. There is no other name other than Jesus Christ whereby a man under heaven can be saved. We all know that, right? There is no other name. We talk about religions today, uh, political correctness, not to differentiate one from the other. Yeah, we talk about religions, yes. But as an earthly, what about the heavenly? Heavenly, under heaven, there's no other name other than Jesus Christ whereby man can be saved. This is the name that is above every name that the God, the Father gave him. That in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And verse 11, and that every tongue should confess Jesus is Lord. Why? To the glory of God the Father. So not just every knee should bow, not just the tongue should confess, every tongue should confess, but that is all for the glory of God the Father. By doing that, also God takes full credit by us doing it, by anyone doing it on earth. That's amazing. So, I'll introduce you to uh, Greek. That's uh, something I do. Uh, I forgot to tell you, but my life work is to translate uh, New Testament Greek to Japanese. I've been doing some of that for some years. And uh, this is the English version. The Philippine 2.12. Let's get into this uh, sentence here. So, meta and kai with fear and trembling. Yes, that's correct. That's what the Greek says. And after that, uh, ten, like a the, hail uh, tone, like uh, yourselves. So the yourselves, soterian, salvation. Now, this is one word, something you need to, uh, to clear out. Because it uh, could be scary, it could be a blessing. Katergazeste. Uh, I just put down down there. Katergazomai means like a workout. Walk out. Walk out. To do something, do that from which something results. So you, you do something to have something to, uh, from which something results. That's what it is. If you just to follow the word, the Greek word, with the fear and tremble, that your own or that yourself salvation work out. Nobody else. Your own. Your own. Nobody else. Your own. So let's tackle this with fear and trembling. Before we are about to uh, embark on this task of working out our own salvation, let's think about fear and trembling. I think the, uh, the previous verses are in enough to give us why we should be trembling, we should be fearing. Because what? Every knee shall bow Every tongue should confess that Jesus is Christ. Why? 
because God the Father exalted his son so high that he gave that name to him that is above all names that exist. Amazing. Why did he do that? Because the son emptied himself. The son humiliated himself. Wow. For us to be saved. He, had, he, do, he did all the suffering. So he became obedient to the, uh, de- to the death. Even death of the cross. It's amazing. So of course, it's natural that uh, with fear and trembling, yes, because I'm one of those. If you believe in Christ, I should just bow down. I should kneel down. And I should be confessing, yes, that Jesus, you sent the Father is the Lord in Christ. With the fear and trembling. Now, so okay, let's think about your own salvation workout. So now, we establish the fact that uh, our salvation is from God. It's a gift. We don't earn it. But once, once you're saved, what do you do? Yeah, the question is this. Once you're saved, what do you do? Do we slack off? Yeah, my time. My life. My possession. Uh, my freedom. Free thinking. What do we do? Once you're saved, or are you saved? <laughs> the question. Once you're saved, what do we do? Slack off? Well, the Paul encouraged the, uh, the people in Philippi to work out eternal salvation only with the fear and trembling, though. With the fear and trembling, thinking of uh, what God did in his, in his Son. Remember? Remember? Exalted Him way up high and gave Him the name that is above all names, every name we can think of, we can imagine. So that what? Every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Christ. So, work out your own salvation. That's a task. That's a performance. We need to perform throughout our lives. Let's think of that. So, we cover the number one and two. Salvation, not earned, but to be worked out. To be worked out. It's not a thing to do. You know, if somebody just saved you out of the, uh, the sea... Uh, when you uh, while you were drowning, what do you do? You were drowning. You're about to die, and somebody just uh, on the ship just came by and okay, uh, let me pull you out if you want. Of course you would have. Please, please just get me out of here. So that person just pulls you out, and how would you be feeling about this person? This person saved you. You're about to die. You would have been dead. But the, this person saved your life out of that water for life. What would you do? What would I do? I'll be serving him the rest of my life because my life is not mine anymore. My life is his because he picked me up. He got me out of the water. Wow. You know, I came to know Jesus when, um, when I was in the U.S. back in 1977. Then um, since then... Not a single day I have really uh, not felt joy of being saved. Ever since. I got really happy about that time. And I'm still happy. I'm happier actually. The more I get to know Christ, I get to know God through Christ, 
get happier. You know, being married uh, for some 30 years, my marriage life gets happier every year, each year. Why? Because I get to know God through Christ. You know, something that God changed my life. And God sent His own Son to save the whole world. Jesus is a Savior. Jesus is still a Savior today, even right now. Because He is at the right hand of God, interceding for everyone right now. And uh, I know Him as the Savior, who is about to come for the second time. Now this time to save. The, the first time, He came to bear the sins of many. Yes, for us to be saved. But He's coming back for the second time to save those who are awaiting Him. So, with fear and trembling, uh, work out your own salvation. Let's do that. If you're saved, when you're saved, what, what are you to do? Work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation. And the number three, let's think about the salvation worked out by Paul. How did he just work out his own salvation there? Let's learn from him. Because he met Christ on the way to Damascus, personally. Ever since, he, uh, the Jesus, the Lord, has, has got hold of him, you know, by his, neck, by his neck or so much, his whole body, you know, it changed his whole life around to serve him, 100%. Now, when you walk out your own salvation, there's something you never, we should never forget. Verse 13. Because it says, For God is the one that works in you and to will and to work for good will. What encouragement. Think of that. You're not on your own. As a matter of fact, uh, Paul uh, addresses to the uh, people in Philippi, You guys, if I'm with you, when I, if I'm with you, if I'm not with you, if I'm away, it doesn't matter. Work out your own salvation. So pastor is not here, but uh, the pastor is coming back pretty soon. And uh, well, the head deacon is not here, but it's okay. Think of Paul. Paul. Paul is away. Paul is not with them. Paul is in Rome, right? Imprisoned. And the people in, in Philippi are over here. I think I'll see you again, but if I'm not see you again, work out your own salvation with the fear and trembling. Now, verse 13. For God is the one who works in you. Just got to remember this. And both to will and to work for good pleasure. Here, we don't see ourselves in here at all, except in you, right? Except in you. God does this. God is the one who works in you. He does. He's the one who works in you, both in to will and to work, to do the job. So as long as we uh, rely on Him, as long as we just uh, trust in Him, He does the work for us. But we need to trust Him. We need to be obedient. We need to just to follow all the way for His good will. So we've got to remember that. So let's just examine how uh, Paul worked out his own salvation. Let's learn from him. 
he gives uh, a number of commands. The command one, live uh, like a citizen worthy of the gospel of Christ. And feel my joy, we went through that. And walk out your own salvation, that's the third one. And the fourth one, do everything without murmuring and disputings. And the fifth one, he said that the rejoice in the Lord. That's a good bank, good command. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoicing in the Lord. What are the, uh, the circumstances are? What are the, uh, the condition where you're in? Let's rejoice in the Lord, it says. Now, let's go into that a little bit. You know, Paul says this, I count all things but loss. All things. What all things, though? Remember he was, the, uh, he was circumcised on the eighth day? He was tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. And he was just, uh, uh, according to the law, he was just, uh, he just kept all. And uh, according to the, uh, the uh, zeal, he was persecuted in the church. So he was just a perfect man, perfect example of Jews. But he, he, he says this, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Wow. Things he got, things he possessed over here, and Jesus Christ, you put him on the two on the scale, you don't do that. You got to trash. You know the computer screen? I, I use a Mac, and every time I crap, I mean, the uh, trash things. He did that. He, I cared all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. He doesn't regret it. He's not sorry for this. But do count then, but dung. Oh, that I may win Christ. Which? So that I may win Christ. That's where he's, he was at. Now, verse 12, just uh, skip a little bit. I follow after. If, I, if that I may apprehend that, for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, the reason I... Uh, Articulated the fall after, I press. These are the same word. If you're interested in Greek, it says dioko. Dioko means chase, go after, persistently. The same word as persecute. Interesting. So remember, according to zeal, Paul was what? Persecuting the church. Well, there's good things you go after. There's Things you can't, you know, we shouldn't go after. Paul shouldn't have gone after the church. He shouldn't have done that. But there is good things we should go. We can go after. Paul, I go after if I that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark. I press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's how he spent his life. He counted it. Everything, all things, is dung. That he may win Christ. Okay, so we might think that we may say that well, that's his life. What's got? What has got to do with us? Now he says this, brethren or brothers, be followers together of me. Whoa, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example, or example. Okay. So go ahead and just read the whole book, and in particular this place, you know, the 17 brothers, be followers of me. So yes, that does have something to do with us. 
followers of me together with me. So like I uh, try to win Christ myself, the whole life. So what do we do after we're saved? Walk out your own salvation with the fear and trembling. For it is God who works in us. What? Both to will and work. What? For good pleasure, for its glory, yes. So what are we uh, left with? We wouldn't even have to decide. It's something we shouldn't decide. We should decide. Let's go natural. Let's not go earthly. Let's go heavenly. You know, if we just stick to His Word, if we just try to stay obedient, and we hear His Word, we hear what He's saying. The brothers, be followers together with me, and mark them which walk so, as ye have us, for an example, for an example. So that's how He, we assume, that worked out His salvation for His life. After He got saved, he could have slacked off. He could have done nothing. But instead, everything he possessed, everything he was cherished, everything everything that was just valuable to him, he, he regarded them as dung. But rather, he counted them all lost, but it's okay. He's not, he doesn't regret. He's not sorry. But just that he may win Christ. So... Let's apply that to us. What do we do? You think you're saved? Do I think I'm saved? If you believe you're saved, if I believe I'm saved, then what do we do? Walk out your own salvation with the fear and trembling. Well, because what? It is God that works in you. Don't worry about it. Don't be scared. Yeah, because it's a big task. It's a big task. So big a task that uh, you just uh, might be scared off. No, but it is God who works in you both to will and work for His goodwill. So, I'd like to just encourage you just to find out how you are going to, or you've been, you've been doing that, you have done that already, but just more so, much more so, uh, to... Uh, work out your own salvation with the fear, with the fear and trembling, knowing and believing that it is God that works in you to both will, to work for, for good pleasure. And uh, lastly, yeah, just me in, like me in Wako City, or me in Tokyo, me in Japan. You can just picture yourself in there. Uh, Paul himself wrote this. In Corinthians, a uh, letter to Corinthians, he encourages us to uh, just to build your own house as a wise man. But remember, there's no other foundation other than that is laid, that is Jesus Christ, right? There's only one foundation that's been laid out already. So don't worry about the foundation. You're standing on this foundation. So what's left for us to do? To build a house on it. But he... He says that be careful how you build it. With what material? What material? Gold, silver, precious stones. What else? Wood, hay, and straw. Think of that, how they're laid out nicely from uh, something that is not easy to be burned to easily burnt. Which material do you build your house with? 
let's not go earthly. Let's go heavenly every day. So at your place, I'm a tent maker. Yeah, I pastor, I shepherd a flock, but at the same time, I teach, I work. Whatever you do in your workplace, in the house, in your neighborhood, wherever you are, whatever you do, let us work out our own salvation right where you are with fear and trembling, knowing that it is God who works in us, both to will and work for good pleasure. So I just want to encourage you. I myself, I encourage myself. I want to be encouraged. I want to encourage yourself too. Just uh, if you don't know Christ, just today, just happen, just haven't really believed in Christ. Just consider him, him as a savior. If you believe in Christ as a savior, okay, let us. You go on, press on, press on. Do your call. Follow after persistently. What to work out your own salvation with the fear and trembling. For it is God who works in us, in you, both to will and to work for good pleasure. Let's do that. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your Son who uh, emptied himself, who uh, humiliated himself, and who became obedient even to the death, death of the cross. So you exalted him to ascend up to be to be at your right right now, interceding for the whole world. Thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for the plan of salvation. Thank you so much, so much for um, how you executed it in love. What you do, everything you do is in love. And thank you so much for this uh, assembly here, gathering here, that uh, you have uh, gathered for a reason. Help us just to uh, uh, stay obedient and obediently just to follow your word, particularly what we learned today based on the salvation you have given us and bestowed us to reveal in the last day. Help us so we can work our own salvation with fear and trembling. Thank you so much for this opportunity to come forward before you, worship you, and uh, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you and praise you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.